So what is it that the sage has that you do not have? That's an interesting question, right? Because what is a sage? A sage is somebody who has achieved a certain level of high enlightenment. Almost like a um, somebody that, that isn't bothered by all of the things going on in the world. They seem to be kind to everybody. They don't let things bother them all that much. Yet they're engaged in the world and they, they provide or emanate a certain amount of light or energy into the world. You know, when you're ever, whenever you're around a, a sage-like person, they just have a certain level of positivity and enlightenment to them that just feels, feels good. You know, it could be it could be as simple as a, a child with with just a lot of energy and excitement, and you know, you just sort of feel it. But especially as an adult, when uh, when you're around an enlightened individual or a sage, um, they they just inspire you. You know, and I think all of us sort of instinctually look for that kind of stuff. You know, we we might we might, for example look for wisdom from our mother or father you know you want your mom or dad to dispense a certain amount of advice or whatever to to help you with a situation or to make you feel better about a situation or whatever it might be a teacher it might be a um, uh, a guru it might be somebody in a religious text text like uh, like Jesus was or let's say somebody like Gandhi was Mother Teresa was you know there's I mean, the Buddha, there are just so many, so many individuals that inspired so many people, and there continue to be, too. And I think that's why we're drawn to interesting people in the world, you know. I've read uh, a few different books by Richard Branson, the uh, CEO of, um, of Virgin Atlantic, among other things. And, you know, just an amazing guy. He's really inspiring, really, really um, really interesting, you know. Tony Robbins, you know, I've listened to him for a number of years and read a lot of his material. And Elon Musk, you know, Elon Musk is certainly somebody that's very prominent out there, you know, with what he's doing with SpaceX and with Tesla. Um, they're just, and those are those are high, you know, high level people, high high up people. There are, you know, friends and. and masters in martial arts of mine that that my teachers that are phenomenal and very inspiring um it could be my mother my father that that inspire me that that are my my guru or my uh my sage if you will but it got me thinking about me or you you know what's the difference between they being a sage out there i'm pointing out there and you being a sage in here i'm pointing into my chest and i think for those that care about it, you know, this isn't for people that really don't care because they don't know what a sage is. They don't care what a sage is. They're just enjoying their life or whatever. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking directly to people that that would be interested in what a sage is or what the difference is between the sage that's out there and the sage that's in here. And I think a lot of people that strive for sagehood for lack of a better word, or enlightenment, or whatever, um, sort of feel like they're missing something, and they need to attain something. And there are many, 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 many Zen Cohens 
and Zen stories and and I call it Zen poetry and thoughts to ponder on that that sort of lead you or point you to this inside or innate ability to be guru-like or sage-like or expert-like. In other words, it's already in us. We already have it. We already attain it. There's nothing to be attained. Um, in fact, it's, it's more about letting go. It's more about stripping away the layers and, and letting go and letting go and letting go. That's why mindfulness practice is so profound in, in meditation and spiritual practice as well as uh, meditation is because it, it, it sort of connects us to our deeper spirituality or our deeper sense of self, who we really are. And I, I have to say again, because I have friends who think this stuff is kooky, and it, it, it may seem kooky, but the fundamentals are absolutely factual. They're truthful. There's something inside of us that's very, very deep, very, very profound, very, very special, and very, very positive. It's all very, very, very good stuff deep down inside. Now, what does that mean? So, let's just say you're living your life, and you, you, you know, you might have all kinds of woes and problems, like we all do. You know, you might be worried about a, a a pandemic going around the world. You might be worried about your financial status, your relationship status. You might be worried about how depressed you feel, how anxious you are, or whatever. You might also have moments of of wonderful joy, and and that's. It, it's all part of the experience but what makes the sage a sage or the enlightened one the enlightened one is simply that it's it goes back to a, the, the four primary truths of, of Buddhism you know the truth of suffering but the first one the truth of suffering that there is suffering in that stuff right so, and you know there's suffering in the world and there's a cause for that suffering and a cause for the suffering is definitely the clinging so as i'm gripping onto my steering wheel driving and uh you know the harder i grip the the more it hurts you know now i'm not going to let go of my steering wheel that'd be foolish because i would crash and that's not good but the the fundamental is that you're gripping and grasping um what does that mean well that means that you are grasping on an expectation that you're supposed to be enlightened and shouldn't have any problems. That's part of the grasping. You are grasping on the, the notion that, um, for example, let's just say you feel anxious a lot. You're, you get anxious all the time. You're clinging on to that. Instead of the opposite is releasing your grip from that, re releasing the grip slowly and just letting go. Letting go, letting go, letting go, so that you're not you're not grasping onto either the the craving for enlightenment and you're not and you're not clinging on to the attachment to your anxiety you see so it's not like you have to go out and get a degree on something it's not like you have to go earn a black belt in learning a skill it this is different this is all in the mind mindset in fact that being said going to attain a degree in a certain career path or going to attain a black belt in a martial art for example is is even more profound when there's the spiritual or the mental aspect behind it so if you're if you're going into one of those things with a very positive mindset and you're doing it because you you feel there's a natural draw a natural uh, uh, tendency to, to, to lead you in that path or direction it sort of feels right to you and you really find a lot of joy in it deep down in your guts 
um, then that's good, right? That's a different mindset. And that's sort of sage-like or guru-like or expert-like or enlightenment, enlightened person-like to be able to do that type of stuff. So being the sage or being the enlightened individual is really... It really starts with the the uh, the intention, you know, putting the intention forth of saying, "This is what I intend on being. This is what I intend on doing." Um, if you just start with that, and always come back to that, always come back to your center. So, kind of imagine the inside of your body is um, like a set of a set of uh, energies or a set of gears or something, right? And you get to control what's inside of that. Now, there are going to be genetic differences and there are going to be pre-programmed things that have happened over time that were passed along with your DNA and your genetics when you were created. So, for example, you might have had many, many generations ago of relatives that were, let's say, uh, fighters or warriors or anxious types of personalities just by, by law of creation, you know, certain certain personality traits they get passed down genetically and that's why we're all so different and it's and it's important to understand that because you can embrace that and be okay with that 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 you're different and you have this set of skills and abilities however you also have the ability to to alter your genetics and your pro inner programming to a certain extent so if you might have a natural disposition to, let's say, judge or criticize others, maybe it's something you learn growing up and watching a family member, a friend, or somebody close to you doing it and you're replicating that. Maybe you're doing it because you were picked on and harassed as a child in school or something. There could be a number of reasons for that. It could just be a, gen a genetic uh, personality trait that says, hey, you know, this is just a natural thing for you. but there's something about you that wants to change and says, um, I don't want to be like that. And th those types of callings are important because that's what Greg Braden calls the field out there. Or, um, you know, think of it like some people will say God's talking to them. Some people will say the field is talking to them. Some people say that, the, that there's a natural draw to having you want to do something. No matter what you believe, the principle's the same, that there's something compelling you to do something. And if it's something like you don't want to be judgmental and critical of others, and you might say, well, it's just natural for me to do that. I just do that because that's who I am. Well, that's that's where the, the line splits. That's where the, the road splits because you can choose to say, wait a second, I have a, I have a gut feeling here. I have a gut calling telling me that I don't want to really be like this. And you follow that. You That's a choice. And habits take time habits you know you can create any habit just by repetition and it starts with intention and then it starts with uh, discipline next because you have to discipline yourself to continue that practice and then it's repetition and it's growth and you're constantly growing and changing and developing and, and using that discipline over and over and over again to create this new habit and and that's where habits are born and then you've all of a sudden changed you know I'll take for example um, there are uh, several many years ago 
there I used to be able to I drink a beer or two here or there and it became more and more beer beers more and more beer and it became a habit and then it became an unhealthy habit because then it sort of felt as though I needed it and that's what a lot of experts will call an addiction you know and that definitely became a problem for me personally but something compelled me not to mention my wife and kids who didn't care much for it of course they were little at the time but any anyway they 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 definitely had an influence on it but the change that had to occur had to occur within me. It had to occur. It's something I had to decide to do. Um, I think that's important because a lot of times people change for the wrong reasons and they're not ready yet. And I think it's important because when you're when you're ready, then the change is going to be more enduring, more long lasting. So you have to listen to that change. And that, again, goes back into the, the guru, the, the, the sage, or the enlightened one, is deep inside of us all. They're the ones that know that that's what you want to attain, that, that, that enlightened state, that sagehood. That's why we're so fascinated when we listen to people. Like, I, you know, I listen to, um, there's this Indian cleric, his name is... I don't know if it's his real name is we call they call him Saguru and just listening to him talk is just fascinating because he's spent a lifetime to attain enlightenment and done a lot of study and work to become expert in this and and he's wonderful to listen to and that's why it's wonderful to listen to musical artists and uh, watching TV shows and different things of people that are inspiring or encouraging because they're experts in what it is they do. And they, they're fascinating to watch. That's why we like watching home and garden shows or sports, you know. Sometimes we like to watch a good football game, good hockey game or baseball game or whatever. These are experts. These are people that have dedicated their lives to something they're really, really good at. So, so for example... You know, you might have had, you know, a few years ago anyway, um, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod on, on the Yankees, or let's say Big Poppy on the Red Sox or whoever, they became very, very good at what they do, and they're fascinating to watch. They were more or less sages in their sport, you know? So coming back to the sageness of your mind, it begins with you sort of having a desire to be sage-like and if that's interesting to you then then just plant that seed in your mind in your imagination because that little seed will start to grow and there are always going to be different levels of sages around the world there's going to be sages that are high level here and low level there there's going to be medium level sages that that just sort of are middle of the road they'll always be that way people live and people die people are born people get old you know it just it's a constant change so there's always going to be high level operators doing some something very very well like baseball players but there's always going to be new and better baseball players and there's going to be some that get worse some that get better and and so forth and so on well, it's the same with your with the mental states and your mental sageness that you are going to be your own sage, your own personal expert, your own personal best. And that's important to understand because if 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 you aspire to be like somebody else, 
that that's not right because you're going to you're trying to become somebody else or something else. Whereas if you if you let go and sort of let God or whatever you believe in guide you, you know whatever force is there to guide you to become your best version of yourself, that will include a certain level of sageness. So another thing that helps is to be able to uh, define what that means to you because what a sage is to me might be different for a sage to somebody else. You know, for example, a sage, I, I was talking to somebody and asked them what a sage, what they think a sage is, right? And they thought it was somebody who shaves their head, sits crisscross and meditates eight hours a day. Um, I've asked other people and they say they're just, you know, brilliant. They're really smart and educated. They know a lot of things. So it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. To me, it just means that you have worked very hard and adamantly on becoming the best version of yourself and stripping away and letting go of all of the nonsense that's holding you back and preventing you from having a deep, deep understanding of how things work, a deep, relaxed peace, peaceful nature in your heart, the ability to help others as much as possible and to try to encourage others to be their best, the ability to uh, endure uh, negativity and and you know bad people. Uh, that's a tough one, right? Because you, you deal with negative people. Um, that could be a real struggle because you know they could be very hurtful. You know, mean people. I've seen these bumper stickers. You know, mean people suck. You know, I can certainly relate to that because it doesn't feel very good. But what's really super important is to understand that. When somebody acts or does something that's not very friendly or kind, there's so much more to the story that you don't take it personally, like it's a personal attack to you. Sometimes, in fact, a majority of the time, it's because of something else. You know, um, they don't understand what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Um, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they got fired. Maybe somebody broke up with them. They could have. I don't know, we got a bad health report. There's so many possibilities. Now, of course, it could also just be that they've chosen to live a, a lifestyle where they like to be mean to people, and that's not cool either. That's, you know, I'm not saying I, I or we would agree on that, because um, that's not good, right? And I'm not saying to tolerate that, because that's also not good. You have to protect yourself and form boundaries and have the wisdom, back to the sagehood, what I think it is, to have the wisdom and to know what environments you are good in and what environments you, you'd like to stay away from. It's a very, it's very important in science, especially that that the cells, all of the cells in cellular biology, anyway, are affected by their environment. You know, you you expose yourself to a negative environment, you can darn well expect that you're going to have a lot of negativity show up. Um, you know, so that's important too. But that's all part of the wisdom part. Is, is sort of being mindful and aware of how you feel around certain situations. So building on that, making a habit of relaxing more, thinking a little bit more calmly, and thinking about what you're going to say, and setting an intention of, set, set the positive intentions. Like, for example, 
I'm going to be kind, I'm going to be calm, and I'm going to be sage-like in my approach because it's going to have a much more positive income, uh, income outcome. It's going to have a better outcome. It's going to be much better for myself and others if, if I do that. So those setting those intentions has a profound effect on the outcome. Whereas if you don't do that, you're just going to be going by the seat of your pants, flying by the seat of your pants, as they say. You're going to be going by, by old habits, current, current or old habits. So you might just, you know, somebody talks to you rude, you know, you start calling them nasty names and you start reacting and now your insides are all boiled up and now you're judgmental and you're tense and you've got a backache and a neckache and how can they talk to me like that and they're bleep, 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 this, this, that and the other thing. It, it just has a whole different set of, of outcomes. And it's cause and effect, you know? You put your hand in a fire, you're gonna burn your hands. You know, if you look at the fire and know enough not to touch the fire, you're not gonna burn your hand. It's cause and effect. And it's the same with our actions, too. So that's what a sage does. They, they're able to know this. And look, there, there have been a lot of lot of sages that are young, very young, very young age sages that are naturally inclined to be sage-like. And there are some very old ones that took a number of years to get to that point, too. Um, I've read books by, uh, for example, Pema Chodron, C-H-O-D-R-O-N, Pema Chodron. She's, she's a, a Buddhist practitioner and just, just amazing, amazing books just amazing books and so much wisdom to share i just love listening to her and love reading her books books and texts and different things um and uh you know jack cornfield uh he has some amazing stories to tell i there's just so many and getting on your path to to exploring all that remember it's not so much that they're the experts which they are and we need to respect that because that's something they've chosen to do. And I think it's a, it's a nice idea to respect all that. But also to, to, to learn from that because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to share with you. They want, they want to help other people. And it's sort of like spread. spread it spreads. It's, uh, I was going to say it's sort of like a spreading mentality. Because when they share with you to be their best self and then you become your best self, what do you do? You're, you're now contagious and you're going to share with others because that's what you that's what you're drawn to so you you not only attract what you want into your life but you also now reflect and emanate ener- the same energy out to others to to um, to help them grow as well you see so it works all around in a, in a full circle so so keeping all that in mind you know what what, uh, what the heck is a sage, you know? What is an enlightened individual? A lot of you know what that is, but a lot of you don't know what that is. And you need to sort of explore that for yourself and find out who are the who are the leaders in the world that you're really appreciative of? You know, is it is it Gandhi? Is it Jesus? Is it Buddha? Is it, you know, who is it? Who inspires you? And form that for yourself and sort of start exploring and you're going to find your own path and you're also going to define what you want to be like as a person and I think that's the big takeaway here too is is more or less what kind of person do you want to be 
Okay, so if you want to be a Christian, a good, solid Christian, define what that means, because there are good Christians and there are bad Christians. There are there are kind, loving Christians and there are hor horrifyingly brutal, mean, murderous Christians. They're the same with, I hate to say this, with Buddhists and, and every every religion, everybody, and it doesn't matter what it is. There's always going to be the good and the bad, so you need to define what you think is important to you. And it's almost like what helps is writing down your set of rules. You can do it on a little phone app, a note app, or whatever, but make your ground rules. The kind of person I want to be, or the kind of life I want to live, or what success means to me, or what my intention is now, in five years, in ten years, or for the rest of my life. It's important to set that criteria. And you might think you don't know, but you do know. So you need to just focus, relax, and set that intention and figure out what it is you want to be, what kind of sage you want to be, what kind of enlightened individual you want to be. Do you want to help yourself or do you want to help others? Do you want to attain your own personal success or do you want to help others attain their personal success? You know, for me, it's both. I, I want... I want to continue to be successful because I'm gracious for all the talents I have and I was created by God to do. And I, I feel I owe that to life in general, to just be the best version of myself, to continually improve and grow. And if I become successful because of my talents and abilities in serving others, which is a very important part of what I do, then that's fine with me. But my success is only going to be put the more I have success, the more I'm going to help others. Let's put it that way. So that that's my intention. That's sort of my set of rules. You know, and I have a whole bunch of stuff written down too. Um, I'm constantly, um, I'm constantly on the on the on the aim to improve. Constantly on the aim to improve because I always feel that there's there's always more we can do. There's always more we can do. So you need to decide, discern that, and decide that for yourself, and sort of set your path but really seriously just find a time that you're really calm and relaxed get yourself a piece of paper and kind of write down where you're at you know and kind of sketch down you know what you want to be like what kind of life do you want to live you know try to be specific too you know where where you want to live the kind of people you want to live around the kind of people you want to influence the kind of people you want in your life the kind of music you want to ingest into your ears the kind of things you want to see make your own rules because you don't need rules to be kind and just okay you 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 have it inside of you but you need to determine what that is and then stand behind it because some people aren't going to like what you what you want to do and that's okay not everybody's going to like you and that's that's as they say, none of your business what other people think because it's their business what they think. Now, ideally, you want to attract people that are like-minded, and you will. That's exactly what's going to happen, is you're going to make your own set of rules, and you're going to live your set of rules, and you're going to feel a great amount of joy, just a tremendous amount of joy. It's going to feel really good because you're going to be what they call genuine. You can be very genuine. And by sharing that genuineness with the rest of the world, oh, it's just an incredible, wonderful thing. So practice that and etch down for yourself what kind of guru you'd like to be. 
That's probably the most important advice I have for gurus.